Gracious God, may only your words be spoken and your words be heard. Amen. This passage we've just heard from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew is one part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Just before this section that we've just heard, Jesus has given what we know as the Beatitudes. Blessed are, blessed are, blessed are, naming the topsy-turvy reversal of expectations nature of the kingdom of heaven breaking into the earth. Just after this section that we've heard, as we'll hear next Sunday, Jesus will give us a series of, you have heard that it was said, but I say to you statements, statements that contrast the letter of the law to the spirit of the law. And that will help us make sense of what he means when he says that our righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. In considering the section of the Sermon on the Mount that we heard just now, it's helpful to keep in mind that Jesus, preaching this sermon, has gathered his disciples close to him and was preaching to them as well as to the people who had decided to go up the mountainside and follow Jesus in order to hear him. They, like we, were in search of a community with meaning and purpose. And we hear Jesus telling them and telling us that discovering meaning and purpose in life does not come by going away or withdrawing from the world. But rather, meaning and purpose in life comes by being the salt of the earth, a light to the world, a city on a hill. Following Jesus, in other words, means me and you are called to be in and for the world. In the world and for the world, just like Jesus was. That's what it means to be salt of the earth. That's what it means to be a light to the world. Think about it. Salt, when it is used right, makes what it is added to better. Salt defines and sharpens flavors. Salt accentuates. The purpose of salt is not to draw attention to itself. Ooh, too salty is hardly ever a compliment. But if a soup or a dish is tasteless or bland, just a pinch of salt can make it come alive. You are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Jesus tells us that. He does not tell us you are to be the salt of the earth. You are salt of the earth. By being a disciple, by being a follower, by being an apprentice of Jesus, you are salt in life. And the you 
that Jesus uses in that statement is a plural you. Y'all are the salt of the earth. Y'all are the light of the world. Or maybe even better, it's a plural, plural you. All y'all. And I was tempted to ask Glenda to read. All y'all are the salt of the earth. All y'all are the light of the world. Let all y'all's light shine. As disciples, we are called to follow Jesus, not as individuals only, but rather as part of a community. Christian spirituality is about following Jesus in a combination of individual prayer, group involvement, and common worship. Christian spirituality is not primarily an individualistic, private, independent endeavor. It is also a communal and shared interdependent endeavor. And that's why, practically speaking, whenever your faith is robust and healthy and supported, whenever faith is solid and steady, it has three components to it. Three areas or arenas where it is nourished and strengthened and grows. One, corporate or common worship, which takes place for most of us on Sunday mornings. Two, smaller group ministries, usually meeting outside of Sunday morning. And three, individual private prayer in solitude. Corporate or common worship that we're doing now, gathered here together in this space, is our collective or our common worship of God. That's what Sunday morning is all about. Smaller ministries that have some combination of fellowship or study or service in which meet outside Sunday mornings usually, take place in things like community breakfast, the choir, youth group, koinonia, book studies, Thursday Lent classes, finance or any other standing committee, the lawn rangers, EFM, room at the inn, taking the homeless into our homes, as we heard in the Old Testament lesson an outward and visible sign of our Christian individual practice. Some of these ministries emphasize fellowship. Some of these ministries emphasize study. And some of these ministries emphasize service. They're all different. They're of different sizes. But that's the whole point. There's no one-size-fits-all small group. Different ones meet different people's needs at different places in their life. So we have corporate common worship Sunday morning, and we have meeting in groups in ministries sometime between Sunday mornings. And third, we have individual private prayer. And that's simply daily solitude, reflection, Bible reading, quiet. Jesus said when you pray... Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father in secret. And God, who hears in secret, will reward you. In other words, 
prayer and fasting and almsgiving, the practices of, of Jewish spirituality were not to be done for show. They were between you and God. And taking all three aspects or arenas of spiritual growth seriously has advantages for us. It allows us to be salt and light in the world. Taking all three aspects of spiritual growth, first of all, takes pressure off of the other two. Too many people put unrealistic expectations on Sunday morning liturgy. Too many people think that any given Sunday morning service is going to meet 100% of their spiritual needs. That's not a realistic expectation. To put it another way, Sunday morning worship is not your time alone with God. Show me someone who is bothered by the exchange of the peace or who overreacts to the natural sound of babies or children in church, and I'll show you someone who isn't spending sufficient time on a daily basis in solitude and in meditation and in prayer and in Bible study and therefore is consciously or subconsciously thinking that Sunday morning is their time alone with God and that others there are intruding upon that mistaken notion of solitude with God. Small groups or involvement in ministries outside of Sunday morning worship is where, in a church this size, people are best known, needed, and loved. They are small groups, ministries that meet outside of Sunday mornings are, in churches this size, the primary boots-on-the-ground location of pastoral care. Because there's no practical way that one two, three, or even 12 clergy could adequately provide pastoral care other than on an emergency basis for more than 900 members on the books. And small groups also comfort you when you are afflicted and they will afflict you when you are comfortable. That is where the faith can come alive because of accountability and support. And finally, spending 15 to 20 minutes a day in private individual prayer and Bible study, that is the single best way to appropriate, to lay claim to, to personalize or to integrate or to own the faith. Someone once told me a story about growing up hearing lots of stories about their grandmother. Lots of wonderful stories about their grandmother. And this person said that they felt that they knew all about their grandmother. And then one summer, they went and spent the summer, the entire summer, working on their grandmother's farm three meals a day, working by her side on the farm. And he said that after that summer, he went from knowing about his grandmother to knowing his grandmother. Too many Episcopalians know about God. But spending time alone with God and with God's word is where we get to know God. 
In private prayer, we discover and rediscover our passions, our unique gifts, our calling. It is in private prayer primarily that you find out which part of the body of Christ God is calling you to be. So all three matter, and all three support our spiritual life. And that brings us back to the Sermon on the Mount. Following Jesus means that you and I are called to be in the world and for the world, just as Jesus was. That's what it means to be salt of the earth, the light of the world. You have a unique role to play or part of the body to be. All y'all have a unique role to play and a part of the body to be. The body of Christ is, all y'all, salt and light. Individuals and a faith community bringing flavor and illumination to a world that is eager for both. Amen.